Hey everyone and welcome to the podcast. It should go without saying I am your host Andrew Lewis and it is NBA playoff time. Talk about the NBA are our two resident NBA experts Adam Amy and Dan Shea. Adam first Good to evening. you. What have I done? It seems a long time ago the Lakers were two and ten. What? But I, I, I stormed into the seventh seed this week. How, 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 how are you feeling? How confident? How happy are you with how things eventuated? I am much happier than when, um, when we were two and ten and getting. I was getting ribbed a lot. Um, post post All Star break, I I understand that the Russell Westbrook trade had to happen. I didn't. I like the guy, but he was a terrible teammate. We're right. We see the Lakers' record as one of the best since the All-Star break. And uh, we're in the playoffs, which is somewhere I didn't think we would be. That's that, that I, I, I don't, I just don't want to, I don't want to jinx it. I think we're a good, uh, I actually think we're a good shot against Memphis. We've had some cracking games against them this year. And I think it's going to be a ripper series. As long as, um, I don't know, Jar Morant doesn't threaten to shoot anyone in, uh, well, yeah, we'll be we, right. We, we will get we will get to the Lakers in a minute. Um, There'll be lots of gun jokes at that matchup. It sounds like your reaction to the Westbrook trade was like the reaction to someone who um, finally ends a relationship and then says to their friends, "You know, you were right all along." You know, so. <laughs> you're right. It was good. <laughs> it was a bad fit. All right, I get it. Um. Russell Westbrook, possibly the second worst teammate this year. Um, the reason I mention that is the worst teammate might play for Daniels' team. Dan, mm. welcome. Long-suffering Timberwolves fan, although long-suffering is sort of implied in the Timberwolves fan. Yep. Remember. Um, just rem- just you- remember to get the bag of salt out before you do this. sports history. Yeah. Um, this week, the Timberwolves... Amazingly won a game in New Orleans where they had to win to get the eighth seed. But um, Rudy Gobert punched Kyle Anderson and got suspended for a game. But his own teammate, um, much-loved teammate Kyle Anderson, slow-mo himself. Um, I'm going to hazard against the It gets better, level. though. It gets better. That is not even the only significant punch in that game. Yes, because Vanderbilt punched a... Uh, Sorry, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt plays for the Lakers. Not Vanderbilt, the other one. Hmm? McDaniels. McDaniels. Yes. Punched a punched, wall and broke his a... hand. Well, it's it a game of one like... up over in, in Minnesota. Um, uh, not um, quite uh, as... Best, you, best not, defenders are not going to be playing. Not quite as um, stupid as when Washington's Redskins, and they were the Redskins back then, um, Washington football team... Quarterback Gus Frott ran in for a touchdown and headbutted the wall and injured his neck so badly, I don't think he played again. Um, wow. But maybe as I consequential. Retirement. Yeah. I, I, I think I think we're missing the, the, the biggest part of this story. Mm-hmm. Do we need to recap what Minnesota gave up to acquire Rudy Gobert? Uh, no. I think Dan's about to leave the call. <laughs> Um, 
It seems to be. Well, I mean, we've did, we've discussed this before. That um, I think in one of our previous podcasts earlier this year, we asked the question: um, was the was the Joe Smith acquisition better, considering they were then banned from like three straight NBA drafts, um, than the Go Bear trade? I, I just keep Kibbles. looking at what um, Walker that, Kessler keeps doing. Yeah, given that we would obviously have been better if the only difference had been we kept Kessler mm-hmm. and didn't get Rudy, the Sniffle Tower himself. We'll we give up all so, that just to give us yeah, that Yeah, so if you up. traded Pat Beverly and the draft first-round draft picks and Malik Beasley for literally nothing. A high uh, five. You would have been better off. Yeah. Mm. Just as long as you had kept Kessler and not acquired Rudy Gobert. Kessler's probably going to finish third in the Rookie of the Year behind Bancaro and Jalen Williams. No, the other one from Oklahoma City. So. That's right. Mm. But how's your, how's your, how's your, how, how are you feeling uh, about tomorrow's, because uh, we're recording this on Friday, um, the day before the ultimate playing games for the eight seeds. You've got Oklahoma City, who have aforementioned Jalen Williams, and the truth, Josh Giddy and Shay and Lou Dort um, playing for them. Um, what's your level of confidence slash anxiety paranoia for tomorrow's game? Let's just, let's just clarify the scale here. Does it have to be a positive integer? Probably not. Did it involve you punching a wall or anything and injuring yourself? Um, oh, um, they're going to beat us with our own severed limbs. Yeah. We are, don't stand a chance. This is how bad Daniel feels about what's going on. I have heard a rumor that since Gobert punched Kyle Anderson, he has started taking medication. So that... that... <laughs> Rudy Gobert or Daniel? Um, we'll, 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 we'll leave as much ambiguity about that as possible. So, um, I'm feeling much better. Thank you. Yeah. So we've got games tomorrow. That's why you're feeling better. Yeah. Six of the eight (laughs) matchups are sorted. We've got tomorrow's, uh, the seven, 10 matchup in the Eastern conference, the Miami heat who got beat by the Atlanta Hawks for the seven seed at home. They're hosting Mm. the Chicago bulls. That was another upset. The Raptors, the Bulls have been really good since Alex Caruso uh, started playing again, Adam. Surprise, surprise, eh? Surprise, surprise. I'm going to talk about him in a minute. Um, And uh, the aforementioned Timberwolves are hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder for the right to play the Denver Nuggets in the West. That's so nice to get, like, swept the following week. Yeah. The Lakers tried really, really hard. To lose that playing game against to the seven eight game, yeah, and yes. you just did better. You guys what do I... it better. You do. You do. <laughs> no one loses better than we do. What <laughs> I found interesting: the most losing team in basketball. <laughs> no, the most yeah. losing team in American professional sports history in any sport. Still, don't just, don't just like wrote, like put it into yeah. basketball. No one's ever taken it. Still, it's just sport. Because you've had a couple of better years than the Arizona Cardinals have had the last couple of years, so I would have thought. True, you know, as a, it was. It was still true. Is it a neck and neck race? It was still true by a margin at the end of last season. So yeah, that that and you know the Arizona Cardinals played one of the three or four best Super Bowls ever. They didn't win it, 
But that Super Bowl where Pittsburgh beat them, where they had the hundred yard return touchdown, and and then the Pittsburgh had to win the game at the end. I'm going to go through in chronological order all of the Timberwolves finals appearances. So we've got the playoffs starting the day after these matchups. So um, these nine, ten, mat- these um, play in to get the eight seeds. Um, do uh, in all seriousness, Daniel, do you you you, you think the Oklahoma City are uh, good things for this match in Minnesota tomorrow? Do they have? Does, does uh, the Timberwolves present a, a matchup problem with like Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, especially Towns, considering the Thunder have no size? Well, I mean, it's true that they don't have a lot of size, but also Carl Anthony Towns, he, look, you know, real talk, he's very talented, and, and it's because he's talented that he's so frustrating, because under pressure, mm. he, he's a terrible decision maker. Um, Prove once, that again on once he gets his, Once he gets his third foul in any game, you may as well write him off. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing is that while he is actually, you know, kind of from mid-range and out offensively, really can be quite a useful player. He sometimes loses his confidence, stops taking the shot, and he doesn't have the lower body strength um, to do anything really closer to the basket. Um, so, you know, I, I loved seeing him hit those shots, but I never, ever trust him. And Edwards... There's something going on. Like he played a team. He was terrible in the play, mm. first playing yeah, game. Yeah, but he was incredible against um, Oklahoma City on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I, in that last game. Yeah, but I think there's something wrong with him. And the fact is, physically or mentally? Sorry, physically I, or mentally? You, so you... look, I don't, I don't know. I heard a rumor he might have something going on with his back. Um, okay, which given his style of play which is very physical and very athletic. Mm. I mean, he shot terribly and got, what, eight points? Shot 20% from the field. Can, I, can I go down a Jalen Rose rabbit hole here for a second? Um, and you two guys would know better than me considering we're, we're talking about your two teams. We're talking about a Timberwolves at Lakers game. But has Anthony mm. Edwards ever played well in Los Angeles? Because he came in, he came in, at, he came into the start of the season just not in proper shape. He was underdone. So I'm just wondering, does he like, is he got a bit of a James Harden like to enjoy himself off the court thing happening? And, you know, He's LA is one young. of the places yeah. where you can enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. I, I, I can't think of like a, you know, a signature game, but then this season hasn't had a lot of signature games by anyone for us, really. Mm. Um, He's playing well in Oklahoma Edwards, City, which I think is. Ed, which, Edwards hasn't established a signature game yet, I don't think. Not really. Um, he hasn't been afraid of the moment, but he hasn't always come up yep. in the, you know, uh, come up with the goods in the moment either. So look, like I, as I say, real talk, the we're going to struggle a lot with the Thunder. Um, they have, it's the funny thing is like their, their biggest frontline guys are out. Right, like they've got a few important injuries, um, and a few people are out. You know, um, on the other hand, they're extremely strong and extremely big mm. backcourt and on the wings. 
Ludor is not super, super tall, but he's extremely strong and a, and a really, really kind of good defender. Um, SGA is a great defender and, you know, in another season, we'd be talking about him as a potential MVP candidate, you know, if it wasn't such a crowded field, right? He's having a fantastic year. Giddy yep. is a six foot eight point guard, right? Um, Giddy is a freak of nature. Who's, who's fresh off a 31 point game, almost triple double. I think he was one. In a must win. Yeah. One, one assist or one rebound short. Yeah. yeah it was one rebound. Um, I think it was, it was one a rebound, 31, yeah. 9, 10. But also a couple of big shots near the end there too, right? And so, yep. you know, Edwards, he has the tools to be a really good defender. He doesn't always make the best decisions, but he's up for it, right? But he's, yeah, if that makes sense. Is, but if his back is messed up, he's not going to be that effective. Yep. Um, if, he, if, he's, if he's got back injuries, he's um, we're, we're in, yeah. So, yeah. we're all... Rudy, Rudy has now, he's probably not playing this game. He's not suspended for this one, but... Um, he's probably still not going to. He's just not welcome back. No, uh, he's got an injury. He's got like his knee or something. Because apparently that was part of what precipitated the punch, is that he was playing hurt. Kyle Anderson was giving him some curry about it, and um, so he lost his temper and punched him. Um, and good way to solve problems. Well, if you think about where. OKC is strongest, and you think about where where so if 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 Edwards mm. is injured or has lost his focus or whatever, right? If his like if it wasn't just a blip, but he just had a terrible game against the Lakers, right? Yeah. And McDaniel's is out. Who have we got to defend any of the wings or guards? Which is where all their scoring comes from. Um, by comparison. If you think about who they need to guard, again, if Edwards is in the same sort of form he was in for whatever reason that he was in LA, you don't need to worry about defending him too much. Um, who are you going to put on Cat? Well, if you're defending him out on the perimeter, they've got a few options, right? You know, um, and they've got they've got some very good perimeter defenders, and maybe they can't. Um, you know, block the shot, but they can really hassle him and they can throw multiple levels of um, defense at him if they even need to, depending on where his confidence is at. It wasn't in a great place by the end of that Lakers game. Um, and, you know, particularly if it's just him, I just don't see us being able to do very much. And the OKC's coming off a, you know, they're coming in on a high. Um, so, I mean, I just can't think of who's, like, who's going to step up. I love, I love slow-mo, um, but he, he can't do it by himself. And I don't know, I never trust Cat. And if he's got, if he doesn't have someone to sort of balance the, um, balance the offense, he's not going to get the shots he needs to, um, to, to sort of get going. So, no, I mean, like jokes aside, I, I, I don't think we're going to win. I don't think it's... I don't think it's going to be especially close either. Um, Fair enough. So. Everyone's, everyone's in agreement that we like the Thunder going to the, going into Minnesota tomorrow and getting the dub. Yes, they're going to get Fair beaten enough. by by uh, Denver next week. That's right. Yeah. Uh, do they? Yeah. Do they? Ha- how many games do they take off the Nuggets? None. They get swept. 
They get Daniel? swept. Oh, I don't think they're going to get swept. I think they're going to take one game. I think it's going to be a five-game series. I tend to agree. I think they've got too many guys who um who can go off on any one night, and they don't can, have it. They don't can have I a make, nat- Can I make I an early hot take? Def- they don't have a natural yeah. defensive matchup for Shea. Um, so I, I I feel like they'll win the first one in OKC, but won't get game four, and then. Okay. No, that's that's reasonable. Yeah. I don't think Denver are going to drop more than four games in the whole playoffs. Okay. That. Adam is throwing his hat over the wall. And um, so we'll get that that rather long discussion into, into, tomorrow, into um, tomorrow's playing game led us into a short discussion in the first round game. So now we'll go through the matchups and we've gone through. Um, Denver's going to win everything. <laughs> we've gone through Denver and um, what we before, believe will be OKC, okay, but... Can I don't, I, I don't can think it'd be much difference whether it's Denver or Minnesota. I, I, yeah, I think Denver in five in that series. I think they eased up. I wouldn't be surprised if they're down at halftime in game one because it might t- take them a while to get going. But um, I don't think either of those teams p- present, particularly the Timberwolves, present a particular defensive problem for the single transcendent offensive player of the last, you know, since Curry. And that is Nikola Jokic. So yeah, I know this is going to be a close call. Are we talking about MVP tonight? Yeah, yeah. I I have some strong thoughts that will become clear when we go through the playoff matchups. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So we go to the two seven in the West, and that's Memphis versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Adam, I'd like to take you down memory lane. Dun 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 dun. dun. Two thousand and twenty, yep. the Lakers win the title. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, here's some flowers. Um, the 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 roster that the Lakers had to defend that title when they got built, beat in the first round last time they were the seventh seed by uh, the Phoenix Suns. Um, the two guys who they tend, the two guys who were in common. Um, they still have LeBron James. They still have Anthony Davis, right? That's correct. That is that is a hundred percent correct. So basically, they've tried. They've gone through the last two years and turned Quinn Cook, Alex Caruso, Dennis Schroeder, Ben McLemore, Wesley Matthews, Taylor Horton Tucker, Cantavius Caldwell Pope, Alfonso McKinney, Kyle Kuzma, Markeith Morris, Jared Dudley, Devonte Cook, Costas Antetokounmpo, Damian Jones, Montrez Harrell, Marcus Allen, and Andre Drummond into. Scotty Pippen Jr., D'Angelo Russell, they still oh they got Schroeder back, so we can scratch that one off. Shaquille Harrison, Malik Beasley, Max Christie, Lonnie Walker the fourth, Austin Reeves, Cole Swider, Troy Brown, Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson, they Jared just signed him two days ago. Rui Hachimura, yeah. Wayne Wenyan Gabriel, Mo Bamba. Right? Yep. So basically the point I'm making is the end of that 2021 season, mm-hmm. the Lakers management, and by that I mean GM LeBron, decides We've got too much middling talent surrounding the two of us. We need an elite third player. They get that. They get who. They get the. They get that. What they think is that player in Russell Westbrook, and then they spend the next eighteen months trying to get back to exactly where they were. Correct. Yeah. Was when getting re- acquiring acquiring Westbrook was the <laughs> dumbest thing they did. And, and the yeah. closer they got to that, the better they got too. But you know, they did get better post Westbrook though, a lot better. Mm. Yes. But are they better now than they were, you know, 
two and a half so, years ago. Different circumstances. I, I think I think now it's built as good as they can get with what they've got. Mm. And and post trade deadline, they've been great. Mm. But hasn't that been because Anthony Davis has played? Have, isn't this what we always say, though? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm giving ourselves. Oh, a that's what you're sort of leading yeah, into well the. Done. Well done, gentlemen. Yes, pats on the back. Yes, the Lakers continue to go as far as Anthony Davis will take them. The question then is, if AD doesn't get injured, can the Lakers win the championship? Well, I think the answer is yes, but AD's yeah. due. He's due for an injury. This is exactly the point where he got injured two years ago. But he's not. He's they were not two one get... up, and the Lakers were the favourites going into that series with the Bookmakers. They are not the favourites going into this series with Memphis. Um, well, it depends on what you mean by favourites. I'm looking at the um, uh, the fan picks, and if you listen to the like the media picks, a lot of people a lot of people favour the Lakers here. The fan picks listed here on the um, NBA.com pick and bracket challenge. Yep, fifty three percent favour the Lakers, so it's close, okay. right? Yep. But they they are they are favoured, even though they're the lowest seed. Okay. Wow. Well, we 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 don't, I don't like mention... being favourite. We don't mention specific betting companies on um, this podcast because, you know, we all hope that one day one of them will decide that um, they want to give us some cash um, for some naming rights. Um, want to lay some odds on that? <laughs> <laughs> um, See what you did there. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Memphis um, are a dollar seventy-one to win the series, and the Lakers are two nineteen. So, with the bookmakers, it is the Grizzlies who are the favourites. Yeah. So not overwhelming though. Not overwhelming, but this is—I mean—I think it's the first time in a long time, if at all, that LeBron's been not the favourite going into a playoff series. Uh, LeBron remains. That may change after Game One. One of the most incredible offensive players ever, and he's still producing, but his attitude and relationship to defending is spotty at best. That's a um, that's a really diplomatic way to put it. Yeah. Um, you've toyed with the idea that the Lakers might be better without him. I have more than toyed with it. I, I think they are. They've shown that through this season when he was injured. Mm. Like, post-All-Star break with LeBron out, and AD dominating has been great. And and credit to Davis. It isn't just been the fact that he's been on the court. Part of the no, problem no. La- part of the problem last season was that all this talk about him playing center got into his head and he thought, I need to get bigger to play center. And he didn't need to do that at all. He just needed to be him, but at center. And this year mm-hmm. he's trimmed down and he's just being Anthony Davis, but at center rather than power forward. So mm. um Interesting. I, I I don't I I don't really have a, a logical conclusion for my prediction in this series other than a feeling that I want to zag and my constant desire to barrack for the underdog means I I want the Grizzlies to win rather than the seventeen time champion LA Lakers. We all know the who Lakers Dan- are the underdog. We all know who um Adam thinks he's going to win because the Lakers are losing to the Nuggets in the conference finals. Correct. So, yeah. So, Daniel, your thoughts? So, there's one factor you guys haven't talked about that I think is actually going to be highly relevant. 
um, and a problem. Fire away. Please say so, it's Damarant, because that was a... <laughs> or Malik Beasley, with his firearms conviction. Oh. Um, he's a shark. Boom. He's a shark. Um, actually, no, he's a volume shooter. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can, we can go to a dark place for a Be a mass shooting. Hey, that's enough. Hello. Yeah. So, no. Okay. So, the, the, the thing you haven't talked about that I think is actually really relevant is the Lakers, as they currently stand, are actually a very well balanced team with a strong, a pretty strong bench. Like, they don't have stars there, but they've got some really solid role players. A lot mm-hmm. of people are really good at one or two things. Mm hmm. Look at their substitution patterns. Um, for some reason, and there has been success with this, right? But this won't necessarily last in the playoffs. It looks recently as though Darvinham has been having coffees with um, Thibodeau. Like, look at his substitution patterns. He is overusing the the vets. We've mm. got a lot of miles on them. And underusing the role players. Look at how many minutes Vanderbilt they've been playing Vanderbilt lately. Look yeah. how, how much they've been playing um, Beasley lately. Um, mm. And it's in some ways high risk, high reward. But they're going to wear out as as the kind of playoffs go on. LeBron can be LeBron. Um, uh, he can be a, that sort of apex wing, and between him and AD, they can hunt mismatch through the pick and roll like nobody's business. But can and should they do it at 38 minutes a piece per game? Probably not, right? They should be making better use of... They've got a couple of really good defenders, yeah. right? They've got Tristan mm-hmm. Thompson now. They've got Jared Vanderbilt, and they're not playing them. Tristan Thompson joined the club two days ago. Sure, sure. He joined the day of the playing game. Right. But he could have played and didn't. And it wasn't like that was He wouldn't going have known their offensive sets. It was day one. Yeah, yeah, I know what you oh. mean. But it's a, de- it's a do or die game for them. Did you yeah. just hear him? LeBron and AD do their thing. And no, just kidding. Well, no, but, what's, what's to know? The thing, the thing is, we're talk- you're talking about role players being burnt out. They're not playing the 38 minutes. The role play, the veteran role players. No, 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 no. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about their. So basically. LeBron is great. But AD's LeBron and AD have sat out for, for 60 games this year. Right. But they don't, they're not, they're not at the point where they're doing really well with high usage, right? You saw LeBron mm. tiring. LeBron isn't. AD's doing within, all right. Yeah, but you saw LeBron tiring within the game in that in that playing game, right? He's old. Well, yeah. But they're not showing a lot of kind of uh, creativity in that. And mm. Right, injury risk, efficiency goes down as as fatigue increases, injury risk increases as the miles go. Do you think it's a coach's call or a player's call? Well, it's an interesting. It's an interesting um, because I don't. uh, I I don't. I think with a lot of other players, the coach's directive mm. is going to is going to win out. But this is LeBron James we're talking about. It's a good point, but wherever it's coming from, the substitution patterns are not that sustainable, and they've got some really useful players that could be spotting more to mm-hmm. save to save their legs for the right time. So whether it's like whether LeBron's calling, we know he's got a veteran bias, like a you know bias towards veterans for reasons that are understandable. But 
Um, you know, they've got some young legs that they could be using more. Um, I mean, LeBron has got the hang of resting within games. He takes possessions off, he walks up the court, and he can still... And when we're the... playing defense, he just takes a break. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to get in before Andrew on that one. Yeah, but he'll pick he'll pick possessions and play really solid defense when it when it matters, right? Sure. It's I mean you're picking his spots, but he doesn't have to do that quite so much if he gets a little more rest, right? Um, mm. And they they have some guys they could be using a lot more. Schroeder was really good, um, has been really good, uh, and he's fit into their system much better this second time around. Um, and like you know, Beasley can be a really useful perimeter weapon. Yes, he's a bit hot and cold, but he gets a great kind of volume of those shots up, and he can do it off movement, and he can do it off the spot yeah. up. Right? He's a really. Think, do you think Beasley's the one that's pushed out Lonnie Walker? Lonnie's been usage has been great, hmm. and the the time he's got on the court has been he's made the most of it, and he just hasn't been given opportunities. Is that a LeBron call or a? Well. I mean, again, I don't know whose who's call it is, but they, these are both guys who should be getting minutes more time, right? Yeah. Um, like, one thing that we know and have always known about um, LeBron is that he's at his most effective when he's got shooting around him. Yes. Right? Um, and, you know, AD has been fantastic. He hasn't got his long-range stroke back since the bubble. Um, so they need shooting. They need shooting to kind of balance that offense. They compare them to Memphis, a team that's got um, a couple of extremely good defenders who can switch around a lot on defense, right? Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is fantastic. Some people think he's the defensive player of the year, but he fouls out every single game. And the Lakers draw more fouls than anyone else, right? So he's going to foul out probably. It's going to have to be a, a point of like coaching focus for them to remind everyone not to focus. But you've got Jaron Jackson Jr. They don't have Stephen Adams at the moment, but they do have um, Brandon Clark. And as much as he's, you know, probably has or is about to overtake Draymond Green as the biggest antagonist in the <laughs> kind of agitator, he's an extremely strong, extremely tiring guy to play offensively. Mm. Yep. That's fair. And if you're playing, if you're playing AD and LeBron heavy minutes, and Clark and Jaron Jackson are going to be two of the people defending them, and fatigue is already something you're concerned about with heavy minutes for those two guys, that's going to be exaggerated, right? I still um, think they're undersized though. The Grizzlies after Adams <clears throat> is gone. Can 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 I ask a question about this load? management and all that sort of stuff um, and the fact that the rotations aren't the, the substitution patterns they're, they're keeping Davis and LeBron on the court a lot is this the first series where we might see like if the Lakers get Lakers go to Memphis and get a win and then win game three would the, would the, would the Lakers toy with a schedule loss in a playoff series no 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 you know what they'll do? They'll go hard to 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 Even get if it. Three nothing up. Five. Oh, and then they get, try and get, so get four and five, and then get the rest, and then have a week off. Okay. It's got a yeah, plan, right? Yeah, and also I think there's there's that the um the, I mean the psychological game, the whole like because it's one of the advantages they've got 
they've got a higher as a team they've got you know like a a high basketball IQ veteran savvy lots of skill Memphis Grizzlies can run all day too right particularly if um you know Morant's going and they've got you know Bain balance the offense they don't they don't create mismatches the same way that the Lakers can mm. because of Davis and um Davis and LeBron but they're good at what they do um, and depending on how distracted they are because of, you know, whether things are actually as, as okay as they're being made out to be with Morant and whether that's going to be a distraction. Uh, I mean, I think they're a very, I actually think they're a very good chance to win it. I'm not saying I definitely think, well, I think, I actually don't think it's going to be a short series either way. I think it's going to be six or seven games actually. I, I uh, feel more confident about picking the Grizzlies if, um, I knew that Jaron Jackson was able to stay on the court and I hadn't seen the Lakers' free throw numbers for this season. Yeah. Those are those are facts. Yeah, as you said, Jalen Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, Triple J gets into foul trouble all the time, every game, and he doesn't play many minutes because of it, directly because of it. Um, and the Lakers get a lot of calls because they've got you know, the smartest player in the league in LeBron James and Anthony Davis is also very good at drawing fouls. So, well, you know, it's Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves too. Um, <laughs> so I think it'll go seven games and that's where I'm going to leave my prediction. Adam, before we leave the Lakers, um, so you're sitting on the fence. How, how does, how, how, how does the prospect of Austin Reeves becoming the new Alex Caruso and signing with someone else at the end of the season? It's going to happen, right? Like they can't afford to keep him. They he's, can offer him four for 50, and he's worth more than that. He's worth, worth at least 60 over four. But if he says, if he if they offer him the most he can get, yeah. that, they can, that, that they can offer, does he go, you're giving me everything you can possibly give me, my loyalty will keep me there? Are we running like, it back to try and win a title? Is, like, he, is he worth more or less than Tyler Hero? Am I crazy? I think he's better than Tyler Hero. Guys? Yeah, and Hero just signed like a five-year, hundred and twenty million dollar deal. Now Hero's a first-round draft pick, so he, he, he the, the extension is. Congratulations, Austin much, Reeves! Much be, enjoy playing in Charlotte. Whatever. sixty million dollars is a lot of money. If yes. someone offers him like twenty million a year, the guy gets like eighty, eighty well, over four instead of yeah. sixty. Yeah. You're like, well. You can't, how many of you, how many of us have been put in a position where we could be we're, we're turning down five million dollars a year extra on our top of our? That, I can only a, speak for myself. I've I've knocked that back. <laughs> Me neither. Um, Daniel sorry. went quiet. I'm just getting. <laughs> I'm just fantasizing about being offered an extra five million dollars a year. <laughs> so. I want to let you know what's going to happen in the 3-6 matchup between Sacramento and the Golden State Warriors. Um, and in, in the words of um, the podfather, Bill Simmons, Carl, turn on the TikTok camera. <laughs> so this is my absolute lock of the playoffs, right? Kings in six. And this is, this is how it's going to go down. They're going to split the first four games. At one of those games, the Warriors will be untouchable. And another mm-hmm. one of those games, they'll be awful, right? And there'll be a couple of other games. Sacramento will be very probably win both. The, the probably, well, almost certainly, the four games will go to the home teams, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Then you get to that pivotal fifth game in Sacramento. 
and the Warriors just won't be able to do anything. They'll go back to Golden State for Game 6, and everybody will be talking about how the, the veterans savvy, the Warriors have won a road game in every playoff series, and you know they're going to come through, and this is when that championship DNA comes through. And it'll be one of those games where the Kings run out to an early lead and you keep waiting for the Warriors to come back and to come back and to come back and it never happens. This is the end of the dynasty. We've seen this before. When it smells like it, walks like it, talks like it, call it what it is. The Warriors are done. We have no idea why Andrew Wiggins is not back with the team. There's all sorts of scuttlebutt and shenanigans going around on the on the interwebs about why he's not there, mm-hmm. but he just hasn't been he hasn't come back with the team. You know, we get more information out of the Pelicans about Zion. So, <laughs> why do we think the Warriors can just turn this on and off again? We're just paying Steph Curry, you know, the respect I guess he deserves, but the Kings are Monty's. They were the Kings in six. Can I can I offer you an alternative? Yes, you can. All right. So no, game one. The everyone agrees with me. Podcast. You just have to nod your head and we'll go to the next series. No, no. Game one. Game one. The Warriors blow out the Kings on the Kings' home floor and say, "We are the reigning champions." There's a reason we're here. And at that point, Sacramento, due to their lack of experience, what 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 rating is this? Can I? You can bleep this out anyway. Shit the bed and yeah. lose the series because game one, the Warriors put their foot down. I don't think the Warriors are good enough defensively to stop the Kings. The Kings are the best offensive team in the league this year. They've got depth. I, I, there's I, no I, way. I, they, I they, the Warriors have got no one to handle. Are. Have no one to handle Sabonis. No one to yan- no one to handle the man who is either the poor man or the homeless man's Nikola Jokic. That's a that's a one two MVP race, by the way. I still reckon Sabonis is criminally underrated. Yeah. He's he's underrated. As is Nikola Jokic, but anyway, he's already got um, some MVPs. He's, um, you know, this first full <laughs> season with Fox has been an absolute um absolute success. They're deep, they score, you know, they got guys like Malik Monk and Kevin Herter who, you know, yeah. Are role players that, you know, all of our teams would love to have on our We teams. had Malik Monk. Yeah, I was going to say, they had it. You've had yeah. everyone. Um, yeah. It's true. So, Daniel, you get to break the tie. Who's, who's, who's winning the king of the hot takes? Uh, so, look, a couple of things to point out. So, Wiggins is back, um, for one thing. Mm. Now, he's he's been out of... Is that has- bed sheets I can smell? Sorry. <laughs> He hasn't hey, been, Everything's going to be fine. He's going to play like mid-season Wiggins. I'll say, I'll say a couple of things. So one of them is um, it's taken him a little while, but coming back from injury, um, Gary Payton II is, has been rounding into form, and he is a, an elite perimeter defender um, and you know quite a good slasher and an occasional corner shooter too. Um, Steph Curry is having in some ways, one of his best seasons ever. Um, Clay Thompson, on one end of the court, looks like the old Clay Thompson, and we don't know what we're going to get out of Wiggins. Draymond is aging, but has been fitting in well, facilitating the offense, 
I I favour the Warriors in this, but I wouldn't say I favour it with the confidence I would have earlier in the season when I was one of those people who kept thinking, they're going to make a run, they're going to make a run, and they never made a run, right? Um, but some things are coming were sort of coming together at the right sort of time. Um, you know, I I do think that the the bright lights of the playoffs are going to be like the Kings. The season, the Kings' season is already kind of a, um, a win because they've made the playoffs. I realize they ended up playing like, well above expectations, yeah. right? Um, there's, you know, they're kind of, it's already goes, it already goes in the books as like breaking the, you know, the, whatever it is, the 16. Playing with the, playing with the house's money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that, you know, we see so many of these teams that come in for the first time, you know, the Celtics a few, you know, a few seasons back. And I I just think they're too new to it. Um, and I don't think they're going to win this series. Um, I think it might last a while unless they get demoralized really early on. That's not normally being Golden State's way of doing things, but they could get, um, uh, I think that they could get demoralized early on and it could be short. But I think it's probably more likely to be a, um, more likely to be a, a six gamer. Warrior. You know, in the, you know, in the 91 Eastern Conference Finals, where there's that moment where Chuck Daly takes Isaiah and Lambeer and Dumas off the court? We're getting that moment in Game Six. There's going to be a moment in the fourth quarter where Steve Kerr turns and Curry and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson walk off the, and you know, you know, curtain scene. Mark my words. This last. This is remnant of last year's Warriors that were they timed their run. They got Gary Payton back, and they. I just. I know I have too too much trust in their system, but. Okay. They've done it before, and we've underestimated them, and they've done it again. I'm, so... on, I'm, I'm on the island there. Um, four or five is Suns Clippers. Thank you. Um, a whole Get rid lot of them. A whole lot of chatter about how the Clippers should have, you know, um, Zach Galifianakis in the scene at the, play, at the blackjack table worked out what the best way to do was to avoid the Phoenix Suns. Um, the Suns are 8-0 and with Durant on it. That's all right. He'll get injured soon. He's more. He, it's more of a chance that Durant gets injured than Anthony Davis at this stage. The, the, you're probably right, <laughs> but as long as it's a short-term injury, because Kevin Durant plays like Kevin Durant from game one. Yeah, it's true. Back. It just needs to be one series to knock Phoenix out, though. Uh, well. <laughs> no, you guys should crush the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, KD, on the court... Whichever uniform he's been wearing this season has been phenomenal. Yep. Can I just ask a question in all seriousness? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a homie here because obviously he did most of his work for the Brooklyn Nets so far. He's played, he's played eight games for the Phoenix Suns, but he just dropped the first 55-40-90 season in NBA history. Um, yep. If he played 70 games, are we? is this like a genuine four-way race for the MVP? If you just done everything he did but for 70 games instead of like 52 or 47 or whatever he played. <clears throat> yes. Maybe. 55, 40, 90. I think one of the things that would be um, difficult would be, I mean, you know, we'll, I guess we'll probably have a, you know, 
a specific conversation about the MVP race later on. But um, yeah, I think so. And one of the things that would have made the kind of narrative difficult is, of course, if you keep hold everything else constant, including the, the trade, right? Um, then it's like, you know, it's to whom is he most valuable? Um, like, you know, I, I don't know. Does anyone know if anyone has won MVP after getting traded mid-season before? Oh, I don't. I mean, he's, I, he hasn't played enough games to do it. But no, no, no. Of course, I he do hasn't. not think it has happened. Yeah, I don't think it would have been. He's not. He's not. I don't think he's going to make all um, all NBA either, just because he's missed so many games. Like he's hmm. played barely he's played forty-seven half. games. Yeah, like just over half the season. It's not enough. Yeah. But when he's been there, he's come back so well from every injury that it's it's really uncanny. Um, and you know, he's a this amazing problem solver um, on offense. Phoenix mostly uses him, uh, like, uses him more as a spot-up guy, but he can be that third ball handler on that lineup when needed. He can set screens. Mm. He's playing better defense this season than he's ever played before. Um, and he's he's been a, good, a really good defender for a while now. Um, and they're certainly trying to get the ball out of Paul's hands when they need to. And play pool more off the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're just getting ready for him to be injured, right? Who, Paul or Durant? Yeah. Both. Yes. <laughs> the cursed um, one, Chris Paul. Can, can, can I ask you a serious question? Because, I, I mean, I, th- I think it's obviously a question about, you know, what is the exact nature of the misfortune that will befall the Phoenix Suns between now and when they're handing out the Larry O'Brien trophy to someone else? Um, Nikola Jokic is claiming a finals MVP. If they, if the Suns kept all four of those guys fit throughout the entire playoffs, would you prefer another team to the Phoenix Suns? If they kept... Have you heard of the Denver Nuggets? <laughs> well, that Adam says yes. He would prefer the Denver Nuggets. To, to, I, 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 I didn't I, even it, mention my own. My I, really, um, I really want to see that series, actually. I really want to see it. Um, you I want mean, to see Jokic get all grumpy and just smash the Suns? Or? Well, we saw that two years ago. We swept them, but he smashed them like giving away flagrant fouls. Um, like Alistair Lynch in his last uh, grand final against Port Adelaide. <sighs> I... I, I don't clearly prefer the the Nuggets to the Suns, but for me, I, I think that um, I I really want to see the series. I think it'll be really I think it'll be really close. I think that's I mean it's going to be the series. Um, I don't. Has anyone does anyone pick the Clippers? No. The Paul George free Clippers. Um, you know I think they'll win a few games. Um, well, the Clippers. I don't reckon they'll win a few. They'll win a may might win a game. If they win a few, it's going to be a really tight series. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get swept, but um, mm, you know, five or I mean, six games. We're going to get, we're going to get to see, um, we're going to get to see Brody, uh, Brody play against his old teammate, which could be fun. Um, but um, yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I, I really like the way the the Suns are set up now, and we haven't even, I mean, look, he's not going to be an MVP candidate anytime soon and probably anytime ever, but like we haven't even mentioned Aiton, who's just a really solid kind of uh, guy in the middle. Who's underrated not... big. That's all I'll yeah, say. Underrated, underrated. Um, and someone who 
isn't really vulnerable to switches like other bigs, um, you know, and can really do quite a lot. Um, just not every time, you know. <laughs> um, but they're a, they're a good team. And he create he creates a specific matchup problem for certain teams, and the Clippers are one of them. And yeah, for he sure. did two years ago. Um, or even just or even just the fact that he can single cover like some quite some really elite bigs without requiring a double team, you know. Yeah. Um. So no, I mean, I I I, mm. I see that series. I think Denver being less depleted than in previous years, it's hard to back it. It's hard to back against them because. You know, we saw what Jokic can do basically by himself, and he he's not by himself anymore. I'm I'm um, yeah. So we've got a disagreement on one series essentially, but I don't yeah. want to pick I don't want to pick the Lakers, but I think that's where the smart money is. That it's so we've got Denver, we've got LA, we've got Phoenix, and then we differ on rather you know strongly differ on yeah Sacramento, yeah that's Golden fair. State. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, we can go yeah. deeper into that one and say the Nuggets beat the Suns, and then the Nuggets beat the Lakers because okay. the Lakers beat the Warriors. Yep. And then and then the Nuggets yeah, beat the Lakers, so they're going to be Western Conference champions. And then we go over to the East and see who they beat. Okay, Daniel, Western Conference. Do you want to play it out like Adam just did? Oh, can I give Finals MVP too? Oh, not yet. Let's get we'll get to the end. Finals MVP is Hachimura. Anyway. <laughs> what about oh, – a, it's a Magic Johnson Award now, isn't it? Western is Conference it? Finals, MVP. Oh, Western Conference Finals MVP. The Maybe oh, Kevin Durant can win that. He has an actual no, MVP. He, no, you the real MVP. I remember that speech. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Dan. We could talk about the finals when we pod before the finals. Let's just – all right. Um, so I'm trying to keep the usual time slot, you know, three or four hours. <laughs> I guess you're I succeeding. I don't. It feels lazy to do it, but I kind of, I kind of. There's a part of me that really does recognize that Phoenix has been really unfortunate in playoffs where they've looked really, really strong and really promising. And while I think. If everyone's fully healthy, I actually think it's a really, really good matchup, and I, I really want to see it. I love to see it. Chris Paul gets hurt every playoffs, and his efficiency drops because he plays through it. Mm-hmm. Um, Booker will be fine and consistent and great, probably, unless there's another freak kind of injury that that impairs him a bit. Him, I'm not worried about. I think KD might get hurt too, um, and it might not be a long injury. It might not be a whole series, but it might be enough to turn a close series. Um, and so I, I mean, I don't think they're going to get thrashed by Denver, but I think the misfortune, which unfortunately seems likely, um, based on the last few, um, seasons where they've been good, um, I feel like Denver's going to get past them. Um, the historically successful NBA franchise, the Denver Nuggets. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Can I, can I compare the Phoenix Suns to Spinal Tap? And say that Kevin Durant is the latest drummer that's gonna oh, explode. No. no, no, you can't. That's Can I ask right. one more question? <laughs> no, we're not doing Stonehenge. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. We had a I piece thought. of scenery on the stage that was in danger of being trampled by a dwarf. 
Yes, Daniel, as you were. Uh, sorry. I'm, I, I actually think, and again, this might be delusional. I think the Warriors have got a really good chance against whoever comes out. Um, I think we talked about the Lakers being. Um, I think they've got a really good chance because the, the later on you get, the more tired they're going to be because probably these substitution patterns aren't going to change and there's going to be a lot of miles. Um, so I think the Warriors have got a pretty good chance there, actually, and they might come out of it. I think they'll lose to... I think they'll lose to the Nuggets. Um, so you've both got Nuggets in the NBA Finals. Yep. Over the... what? Adam is Nuggets beat Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Daniels Nuggets beat Warriors in the Western Conference yep. Finals. I'm pushing my chips in the middle of the table. The Suns beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Ooh, I like um, it. I like it too. I'm going to like it a lot. Um, <laughs> to the east. To the east. Um, this will be quicker. This will we be quicker as it always east. is. We should just call this the Western Conference. When we talk about the NBA, we talk about the Western Conference. Um, the Bulls are going to beat the Heat, right? Of course they are. Yeah, yeah. You reckon? <laughs> Just, yeah. We're uh, we're all we're all, that's that's um, all everyone in favour say aye to the contrary. No, I believe the eyes have it. A division is not required. Um, yeah, the Bulls are going to beat the Heat, and then the Bulls are not going to win a game against Milwaukee. That is correct. That's correct. So this is I was going to say this, this the Bulls and the Heat is irrelevant because the Bucks yeah. are smashing whoever gets there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The Celtics are also sweeping the Heat, uh, sweeping the Hawks, right? Or uh, the Hawks, I think the Hawks one. get hot for the game. Gentlemen Maybe sweep. gentle sweep, but yeah, people gentle sweep. Yeah. Um. Okay. Three six, Sixers Nets. Four two um, to the Sixers. The, so Brooklyn are my second favorite team because they've got Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson, and Mikel has just taken the leap um, mm. since he got away from Phoenix. He's been given the keys to the car. Has um, I don't know. There's a Toyota wants... Corolla, by the way, in Brooklyn. That's <laughs> oh, all. Oh come on, that's <laughs> all. Um, it's um, I don't. I, I challenge tires, anyone. That's to all Ben Simmons does. Brooklyn Nets now. There's so much fun. They're a bit like the Lakers, you know, as in the Lakers it, it, it took two years to get back to where they were, and the Nets have now taken four years to get back where they were before they signed Durant and um, Kyrie. Kyrie. They even got yeah. Dimwick back. It's mm. pretty it, It's pretty weird. Look at this malleable lineup that's likable and can beat anyone on any given night because they've got so many options. Um. I think they really really won the Kyrie trade just by the fact that they were determined to get back contracts because they didn't want to. They knew that they if they if they traded Kyrie's expiring for a different expiring, then they wouldn't that that they still wouldn't have any cap space. So they had to they had to they had to trade for lengthier contracts to protect the assets. Mm. That's what they've done by getting Dimwitty. Um, and Finney Smith, but then they also won the. I mean, Mikel Bridges was the one guy I didn't want to trade, but you, you know, you, you have. For Kevin Durant, you'll do a I, lot. I mean, you? You know, the, the same same view as the new Suns owner is just like that was the, that was the stumbling block because they didn't want to give up Bridges, and the Suns is like, but you can get Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's a yeah. very it's a it's a it's a lay down Like it's yeah. you give up what you have to. It's like 
Anthony Davis, LeBron James, or like yeah. you get those kind of players. In the words of in the words we of the Kel Bridges, Kevin Durant, yeah, I would have traded me too. Yeah, I well, think yeah, I mean, exactly. Another yeah. reason why it's so easy to like Bridges is um, he's um, he seems like a regular guy. So you know that's mm. that, that's what most people would be thinking, you know, rather than you know, no, no, no I can, I can, I, I would have, th- I, I think I would have got a first back with Durant for me, you know. Um, having said that, I think Philly are winning the East. What? I think Embiid has just decided. Do you think Philly are going to win the Sixers and Nets matchup, right? No, no. I think they're then going to beat the Celtics and they're then going to beat Milwaukee. I think. Whoa! I think. I Sorry, think, I need I need to get some flame retardant clothes oh, on. Was that, was some, reckon my, that was reckon some my fire. Take was hot take. <laughs> This is everything we wanted from this guy. And we've sat here on this podcast for the best part of four years, you know, at the start where we were, when we were like, hey, is Embiid ever going to get it? Maybe we, you should rather keep Ben Simmons, which is, the, 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 it's, it's like the coldness beyond Pluto of a take in the end. Freezing. Yeah, you know, we couldn't Can have I- been, we couldn't have been any further away from the pin. We were off the pool table into a guy's pint of beer. Um, but Embiid has just got, I I am, nothing's going to stop me this season written all over him. I mean, he just, he basically played himself to a standstill towards the end of the season where it was just like, he shouldn't have played that Suns game. Nope. Um, because but, you know, we all wanted the Jokic game, but he just, he, he because he was just like, we're going to keep winning. Um, I've got no worries about Embiid coming through. And as long as Harden's playing Scotty Pippen Harden, you know, second banana Harden. Do you know the problem? Historically. Historically. James Harden doesn't play fuck doesn't play finals basketball. Okay, but that was He's a regular he was, season great. That was when he was the cornerstone, the the, the centrum of the franchise. Everything was built around him. Even when it's not built around him, he's still no, no, no. Because what the evidence we've got is the pre-Houston, where the evidence wasn't mm. wasn't great, but he was young. But there was some good moments, particularly in that Western Conference Finals for OKC, when, which they won, um, where they knocked out a Spurs team that everyone thought was going to like sweep through there everything that season. They were incredible right up until the point they lost four games in a row and got beat. Um, and then you know the Brooklyn series from two years ago when. You know, he was out there with two bad hamstrings trying to do everything he could. So, um, he might be one of those other unfortunately unlucky guys. Playoffs, the playoffs and him don't agree. I think, first of all, the result and the performance of the Sixers isn't going to be necessarily rely on his performance. But he has accepted a complimentary role and has done it about as well as anyone could have better than I think most of us. I don't. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree. And with I that. think the fact that Embiid's put together one of the all-time, only the fifth player in NBA history who averaged the thirty-three and ten. So it's Wilt, it's Baylor, which is insane because he was six-five. There's <laughs> a there's a Bob McAdoo season, and there's a Kareem season. Yep. And there's this season. 
Okay, yeah. so, so some of the guys who absolutely laid the smack down as centers and had NBA championships built around them, who I didn't mention, Shaq, Hakeem. You know, okay, he didn't win a championship as the primary guy, but there's no David Robinson season like that. And the guy was one of the most incredible scorers of his generation at center. B just averaged 33 and 10. Wow. Yep. And I, th- I don't think he's doing it to pad his stats. I think he's sure. going to the promised land. So I don't want to pick against Phoenix for the NBA title because I'm trying to, you know, sneakily get this double reverse jinx happening. But <laughs> I like, like the it. Sixers to win the title. Yeah. Um, I think Brooklyn win a game in this. I think Brooklyn win a game in this series, and everyone will be like, "How on earth did that happen?" As in, it'll just be not because Brooklyn are terrible and Philadelphia are awesome, but they'll do it in some incredible, inexplicable way. Statistically, they'll be just like they got thirty-two offensive rebounds and they won something like something just like that'll make your yeah. brain explode. They win a game like that and all the other games and beat them. Daniel, thoughts. On that series, just that series? Yeah. If you just want to warm up. Yes. I think. Um. I mean, I th- I think Sixers in a in a gentleman's sweep that series, yep. or a regular yeah. sweep. But I just they've got a couple of the the Nets have got a couple of guys who can really catch fire. Um, you didn't even mention um, Cam Thomas. Cam before. Thomas. He was a flash in the pan. He, he he's he's a he's a roller coaster player. He's a, he's a heat check guy. That's yeah. That's what I mean, though. But there's, yeah. there's I, yeah, he, I, if he catches fire, I be, yeah. I think it's going to be one Cam Thomas game, and they'll probably win that one. Sure. Um, but um, yeah, I don't think they're a realistic chance to beat. I think they're going to be likable, likable first round, um, first round victims this this season. Um, yeah. So should we talk about the other seasons, or do you want me to kind of follow your trajectory, Andrew, and like talk about? Uh, if you've got any thoughts got on my one... thoughts about the 2023 NBA champion Philadelphia 76ers, then I'm happy to hear them. Yeah, I think they'll lose because chances are we're not going to be talking about the Sixers when we do our finals preview pod now that I've put the muzzle. Yeah, they, 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 I think they're going to lose. But that's them. not the reason we won't be talking about them. <laughs> yeah. So I think Boston's going to make short work of Atlanta and then beat the Sixers, and okay. that's what I think about the Sixers. Fair enough. We've done our Sixers Nets preview, and we really didn't mention Ben Simmons. Good work, team. Let's go to the f- four-five matchup. You just did clear- it. Can we cut that out? Which is going to edit that your- bit out. Yeah, edit that um, bit. Julius Randle is going to take the Knicks to the second round of the playoffs. Is he playing? Because I, I just know. feel I feel really bad if the Knicks. You know, I've got two or three Knicks fans who listen to this podcast. Um, I just want the Knicks at full strength. I just. Wouldn't this be a wonderful series? It was just like proper Knicks and proper Cavs. Like this goes seven if it's like I am. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like like odd year Randall and you know Brunson, the signing of the year, quickly and all the other pieces that they've got going and the fact that you know everyone thought, oh no, it, it's not first year Tibbs anymore, but somehow. And then you've got Cleveland, who were, you know, just, you know, have this. Mm. They have the guy, though. I think historically, when we've looked at playoff series, we thought, who's got, who's, which guy, have they got someone who can take over at the end of the game? 
who's got the best player in the series. And Cleveland probably didn't have that before this season. And, you know, one team had a very very unsuccessful trade with the Utah Jazz this season for one of their highly paid players. And another team had a very successful trade. And it appears like Cleveland's the one that had a successful trade. Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> and also, you know, the Knicks were, um, the, in terms of storylines and narratives, the Knicks were the other team who were trying to get Donovan Mitchell. So, yeah. I just think it's, um, yeah, it's an interesting series. And it's really two up-and-coming lists. New York are a, a, a um, what would you call it? It's one of those against-all-odds kind of stories mm. to get to where they've got to. Uh, and Cleveland, it's good. They've sort of rebuilt and, and made some good moves, and they've got a, a great, exciting young roster with, with Mitchell there to, to really add firepower. But I don't know. It's, I'd, I'd like to see the Knicks win a series just because they're the underdog. They're the five seed, right? I'd like to see Cleveland win because they're in a, they, at the start of the season, we were very favorable with the Cavs and, and thought they could they could go places. I, as much as I hate to say it, I don't think it matters because the next team they play is going to be the rampaging Bucks. Oh, I think with... one one of the two teams. I agree with everything you've said there up until that point. I think I think there's one of those two teams which is mu- which are much more capable structurally to give the Bucks a run for their money than the other one. And that that's the Cavs. That's the Cavs. Yeah. Sure. I because just because they've got Mobley and Allen. But I just I just think. And as you said with, with Embiid, Embiid's made the decision. And I think the reason you're wrong in that is because Giannis has got a chip on his shoulder and the Celtics are doing what the Warriors are doing. And that's timing their run. Everyone question marks over the Celtics about three or four weeks ago. And then they just, they're, they're hitting their stride at the right time of the season. It's, um, I don't know. I've, the start I've of the had season, question had, marks about the, the Celtics before. for the whole season. I don't know. I, think I probably the Celtics, had them the lowest in our pre preseason pod. So, yeah, I don't you know. Had them, I, I, you had them winning the East preseason. Yeah, I still think they're great. I think they're going to time their run, and it's going to be Celtics versus Bucks in the um, Eastern Conference Finals. Well, I've got the Sixers beating the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Daniel, I've got the Bucks beating the Celtics in the East. I love it. Yeah. All different scenarios. Yeah. yeah, we we live in the era. Yeah, okay. Um, let's talk about MVP. Um, Jokic deserves it. Yeah, Embiid's gonna win it. Yep, because Jokic has won it twice. That's all. Well, I'll let Daniel, I'm gonna let Daniel be the deciding vote as far as our podcast is concerned because I'm in the view that Embiid deserves it and Embiid's gonna win. I mean, it's clear Embiid's Embiid. gonna win it. I think I, Jokic should win it. Jokic, do you know Jokic is effective field goal percentage is sixty six. He's mean, shooting sixty three point two percent from the field. Sixty three percent field goal. That's um. Those are Mark West numbers. Thirty eight point three from from three, and eighty two from the free throw line. So I think there are a couple of things that are kind of it's worth. It's a one eighty season without getting the. Uh... I think there are a couple of things that are kind of worth noting here. One of them is like, you know, there's the history historical component. Um, I think it was Bill Simmons made the point that you know when we look back this over this five year stretch, you look at it and 
Giannis ends up with two, Jokic ends up with two, and Embiid ends up with one, and that doesn't feel crazy. Embiid's been runner-up two two seasons in a row, and he's better, significantly better this season. Um, the other thing is, like, you know, a, uh, a lot of people have validly looked at some of these advanced numbers, some of which are incomprehensible, but <laughs> um, the, in these advanced numbers, it's in previous seasons, it, there's been no contest. Like, Jokic is kind of hands down the leader in all these, and Embiid has really closed the gap, and in fact, he's leading Jokic in some of them now. Um, there are some games that matter in some ways more than they should, head-to-head matchups, things like that. Um, when there's been a chance to do it, when they've actually both played, Embiid has played extremely well, and Jokic has only played okay in some of those. Now, this is not really I'm not this isn't about taking away from Jokic. I think in isolation, Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, all worthy winners. This season, I think Embiid will win it. I wouldn't argue he doesn't deserve it. Um, I think it's like an exciting, really, really close race. I wouldn't feel bad, honestly, if any of the three of those guys won it, actually. But I think Embiid will. Mm. Um, you know, uh, and rightly or wrongly, um, I think one of the reasons is that there are people who have votes in this who aren't comfortable with the precedent of Jokic joining the three consecutive MVP club. Um, um, they're not they're not convinced he's he's on that level or done that yet. Um, and you know Embiid has been so close for a while and he's better. Um, and he's doing it at both ends and he's closed. He's most improved then. <laughs> And he's and he's closed and he's closed some of the gaps um, in some of those other like some of those advanced stats and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you look, I think he's going to win. I think he deserves it, but I'm not going to fight anyone who says that either of the other two deserves it as well. Because like, is I there a world where Giannis just takes it? <laughs> it's a two horse race now. It's got to well, be. yeah. I mean, it is. And the other thing is like. I don't think we're going to get too many more random, completely out-of-nowhere surprise winners, partly because of what it is, and partly because with the um, the straw poll that Tim Bontemps runs every um, multiple times every season, he's act- he's asking people who have votes. Like, it's a pretty good indicator. Of... It's, it's, it's pre-polling. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually polling the people that are going to vote. Yeah. Mm. Right? Which if, they, if you can vote to vote so. now... Yeah. Would you have winning? Who's the MVP of this stage from this yeah. season up to the stage? Mm. Yeah. Um, and I don't you know think what? Give him a consolation. Give him the Larry Bird Award. Last one. Don't think Eastern they've Conference had... MVP. Who was the last one? The last shock? Sorry? Yeah. Who was the last shock winner? I mean, in terms of at, a, at this stage, where we thought Westbrook. it was going to be one person. What was Westbrook Harden, wasn't it? Westbrook had just averaged a triple-double, so... yeah. It was more. It was more close. I would, you know, I don't, when it when it when it's tight. Now, Jokic is going to lose the MVP race because he only averaged nine point eight assists. Either of either of the either of the options is not shocks. It wouldn't have been a shock if Harden won. It wouldn't have been a shock if Westbrook. If, all right. So if Tatum wins the MVP, that's a shock. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Embiid can have the um, Larry Bird award. How's that? 
what's that? The Eastern Conference Eastern Finals? Conference MVP, yeah. It was the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So that would mean that would mean the Sixers are in the finals. Be a losing team. Fair enough. <laughs> that only happens for the Lakers. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. So AD's going to get the uh, Magic should have Johnson Award. In, should have happened in 2015. <laughs> I'm going to die on that hill. LeBron should have been Finals MVP in 2015. They get blown out by 30 points in every game if he's not in the floor. Agreed. So. Um, that was, see, the Eastern Conference is always, it's like a Band-Aid. Just rip it off. Oh, well, I mean, I think if everyone's fit, Cleveland... New York would be the best series out of the first round. Um, sure. Yeah. And Celtics Sixes is going to be awesome. Yeah. Celtic Sixes is like it tune in for the for your usually your usual playoff program of this is going to seven yeah. and going to be crazy. Yeah. But yeah. there's a there's there's a chance that Denver Phoenix in the second round is the greatest offensive players playoff series in NBA history. Possible. Yeah. And you know, in two completely different ways at either end of the court. Yeah. So, um, I'm of course terrified. <laughs> but we've got the best starting five on paper, and it's just you know, it's just the it's the um it's the uncertainty of knowing not if but how things are gonna things will get messed up. So speaking of things get messed up. If, and this is a big if, the Warriors go back-to-back and win the title this year, Mm. is Steph Curry, like, one of the greatest basketballers to have ever played? Well, you can make the argument, I've thought about this. Is is he top 10 now? Is it the Steph Curry era? era, And do we just kick LeBron out of the GOAT debate? Because Steph Curry becomes the best player out of LeBron's era. Well, this is, this is, this is, this is, yeah, but maybe. But this is sort of the argument with it's it's the card that you can play for the LeBron versus MJ debate, and mm. that is there are things that LeBron can do that Michael couldn't do because Le- Michael was not a six foot eight, two hundred and fifty pound tight end playing basketball. Correct. Um, those physical differences are even more pronounced when you compare LeBron to Steph Curry, <laughs> um, who's a six foot four. 200 pound little I mean he's he's slight he's little he can't he can't defend anyone mm-hmm. in the post yeah you know he can't defend people in the post the way Michael Jordan did let alone like 2012 peak defensive LeBron who could defend five positions also do the best Scotty Pippen free safety impression ever done in the history of the NBA but you could also make the argument that the best team on paper that either of them played with was the, was the team LeBron played with in Miami. And mm. they left championships on the table in a way mm. that Steph Curry's teams have never left championships on the table. They left one on the table. Um, <laughs> they won 73 games. and But it was LeBron who sort of took it from their table and also, you know, Draymond being a guy who would eventually, if he was in your friend's circle, would be like, Maybe you need to find other people, Draymond. Yet he's still there. <laughs> yeah, so I think there's an argument that he's top 10 now without yeah. ever playing another NBA game. 
I think there's an argument that he. I think you, I think you can make the argument that he's the third greatest guard in NBA history behind the two MJs, Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. And it's a question of whether you have him ahead of someone like Oscar Robertson. All right. What about a new take? You know how the '80s were very bird and magic. Yeah. 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 So this past, I don't know, we'll call it what decade. Decade? Do we call it a decade? And go, yeah. it's been Steph and LeBron. Yeah. yeah, that's that's literally the the comparison. Mm. It's literally the. But they, and and they played each other in the NBA Finals four straight years. Yeah, and it hasn't ever, in my estimation, it has never. I mean, it may be because you know so we're, we're literally witnessing. Days, looking back on it. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I think Bird Magic was sort of a thing because they were very. Like they were very similar. We keep going back to well, they were rivals size, but, before yeah, but, the yeah, NBA. They played that. They played that college NCAA mm-hmm. championship game the year before they entered the NBA. Yeah, there's that. But they're also almost exactly the same size. True. So they tended to get matched up on each other a little bit, and it just hasn't happened with you know it was LeBron's teams and it was Steph's team, but it never seemed like it was LeBron versus Steph in a way that it was Larry versus Magic. Yeah, but it was. I, I guess it was LeBron's big three versus Steph's. Yeah, and this system. is a silly comparison, but in a way, you know, LeBron versus Steph didn't seem like it was when it was MJ versus Drexler in that '92 Finals because they were mm. they were in the same position. They did Curry and LeBron are on the same court and their teams are playing each other, but they're never. And it's, mm. it's not. It's hard to avoid that in an NBA game with all. Particularly oh, now with all the switching true. and everything. So maybe I'm just... Well, speaking of avoiding it, KD just seems to not want to play when LeBron... You haven't played play. each other at a game in four years. Imagine if they get through and, like, I have prophesied, there's, like, a conference finals, Suns versus Lakers, otherwise known as the end of Adam and I's friendship. And um, <laughs> when, That's all right. Kevin Durant will get injured. The Lakers will take Durant, it out. Grant and Davis will injure each other and be out for the series. <laughs> They'll run into each other and a black hole will form in the middle... Of whatever they call the Phoenix Arena at the moment, and LeBron will trip over them and get there for the Austin Reeves game. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that'll be left will be some cockroaches and LeBron James. Oh God! Anyway, that guy's been in—he's been in the—he's been in the NBA a long time. Yep, and he's going to be in there for a lot longer. I think there are two other reasons why it hasn't gained that narrative. I mean, the two of them clearly have thought of each other as rivals. Um, yeah. And I think sure. they get along quite well now. But, you know... Um, well, I, now LeBron's in the West, so it's not like it used to be. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you listen to some of the... Um, you listen to some of the chatter, and, you know, like, LeBron was reluctant to give Curry credit until quite recently. Yeah. Um, Curry looked up to LeBron before he came into the league. Because, I mean... There were a few mm. things that sort of came together for the Larry Magic rivalry to be really good, right? They were both on really good teams. And iconic franchises. Iconic franchises. Yeah, you're right. In you're right. Similar size. They they had overlapping skill sets. Um, you came know. into the league at exactly the same time. And that's yeah. a really important thing because Curry initially was not considered to be a, a peer of LeBron. He was a, he was a young buck. Who didn't thrive immediately either, right? True. He had 
there was a concern that he his ankles would cost him a career. Actually, yeah. Um, that just just to interrupt that. The other thing about Larry and Magic is they both thrived immediately. Yeah. Magic won a title in his first season, and Larry won the Rookie of the Year. So yeah, yeah. And um, and so you know, like they weren't being compared as peers right away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, sure. Now there's not such a big difference between whatever it is, 35 and 39, or whatever. Now that we think about it, but LeBron's been in the league since he was a teenager. Yep. You know, he was a veteran when Curry started playing in the NBA. And so I think that's part of it. And the fact that, yeah, they've never really matched up on each other. Because you think about who LeBron was actually kind of playing against when he was playing with Warriors teams. It was Iggy. It was Clyde. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't mean as rivals as far as I'm talking about defining this era of basketball. Yeah, but I think... Do you know, you know what I mean? Like, they're calling it, like, the best... And, and the meme goes, best player in Jordan's era was Jordan. Andrew's going to try and interrupt my... Best player in Kobe's era, don't even say it, was Kobe. Best player in LeBron's era is Steph Curry. It's funny because... Because LeBron, LeBron hasn't got the accolades because Steph's taken them all. Well, also, his, his longevity has meant he's kind of... Like he was an up and comer in mm. Kobe's era, right? Mm. Um, and he's sort of, you know, kind of hit his peak and and um, uh, and it's a slow decline and he's aging gracefully and all of that. But he's kind of been on his way down more um, as Steph's been in his prime. Yeah. To some is, too. yeah. And this is the other thing. This is the final, I guess, difference between Larry and Magic and these two. Larry and Magic remain associated with those iconic franchises because they never stood up for anything else. And Steph's exactly the same as those two guys, but LeBron became, you know, LeBron, LeBron plays for team LeBron and, you know, he intuited a better situation in Miami and then he went there. And then the situation in Cleveland was going to be better than the situation in Miami. So he went back to Cleveland and and then, you know, he went to LA, I think for, for reasons that weren't entirely basketball related. Um, mm-hmm. But he knew that I go, I go to LA, I go to the Los Angeles Lakers. I can use the power of that iconic franchise sure. Definitely. Um, to make the lake, make lost the Lakers a destination again. That happened. They won a championship. Um, so, you know, however we think, you know, people don't hate Larry Bird or Magic Johnson for anything like that. You know, the, the, Running it when I'm just watching the Hulu documentary on the Lakers at the moment uh, on Disney Plus. You know, no one holds running Paul Westhead out of town against Magic Johnson. No one. And they pretty much never have. Um, Which is the only thing slightly comparable on either of those two guys' resumes to LeBron. Yeah. GM LeBron. GM GM LeBron and leaving leaving teams to go to better situations. Well, yeah, yeah, and like, let me throw two terms at you guys and see if you can think of a time when they've been used in a way that wasn't negative. Yep. E.M. LeBron. Coach LeBron. Well, I mean, when we talk about um, his until We all know the context. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he's traded yes. away players. He's had players traded away. That's the, yeah. that's the narrative, right? Yeah. He's I the mean, one setting the rotations. He's the one doing this. After he won his first four All-Star games as the guy who picked the teams, I think there was there were some people who used that in a in a not derogatory term, but it might have been slightly ironic. Um, but yes, GM LeBron and Coach LeBron are 
terms that are used to. I mean, but, but, they're a slight. The way that LeBron. the way that LeBron has behaved has, and there was always going to, you know, in this day and age, in the last twenty years, sure. of social media area, there was going to be people who will. There's somewhere out there. There are Steph haters, although I haven't, I've never encountered. Them. I, I, I He's one of the most likable. Him, Giannis, like it's yeah. that that well, likability. Someone who'll be like, oh, he won two of his titles because Durant joined him, and you know all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think that's someone is, out there. Um, but so. there is, but there is just, just want to finish this thought. Um, yeah. There is, there is a more than a cottage industry. There's a huge mm. section of the NBA fandom community who don't like LeBron because of how he has looked after his interests throughout his whole career and how that has manifested himself in terms of decisions of where he's going to play and who ends up playing with him. You mean so every every other athlete that takes a long time to accept that the NBA is a business. Don't like the fact that LeBron's gone in and gone, this is a business and I'm a businessman. This is, that's the irony of the whole thing, right? Like LeBron is treating this like a business as everybody that's in the league should. And Whereas Steph is. Curry just enjoys by way, his basketball. By the way, but this needs to be pointed out because we're talking about LeBron a lot more because there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of hooks on Curry to grab onto and, being criticized. No. None at all. LeBron's never asked to be traded. Mm-hmm. He's never signed a contract in after six months. So, I mean, like, no, no, I want out of here. He yeah. just waits and goes, okay. but he's, he's generally no, no, signed short term. Other deals. people to be uh, traded. Well, yeah. Yeah, he just does the trading. But the Lakers is like the first place he's signed like a reasonable second extension since yes. his rookies re- signed off his rookie deal in okay. Cleveland. Correct. He's on for like four years in Miami, although it might have been one of these one plus one plus one plus one deals. And then keeping options And this is the same yep. thing in Cleveland, the second time yep. around. So, yep. yeah. Destroyed the hold, roster I, and left. I don't hold it against him. <laughs> um, I, I think... You he, know, but, but having said that, he would have to do something tremendous between now and when he stops playing. And by that, I don't mean play with his son. Um, but he would have to do something tremendous um, mm. to get above the top two. I, I think I think there's it's interesting that LeBron is put into the greatest of all time debate. Yeah. But I don't think the greatness of Curry has been fully appreciated or encapsulated. Well, I wanna I wanna add something. Something that's strikingly absent from what you get from Curry himself is self praise, self promotion. Like when have you seen it? He doesn't even need to, he doesn't even need people to think of him as the most important player on the team. They do. He doesn't need it. Somehow, well, he, he, somehow, he, he forced Kevin Durant out of Golden State. Somehow, right? He has people believing he's not viciously competitive. Mm. You can't be that good. You can't be that good and not be fiercely competitive. Right. Daniel, can you remember how I described Steph Curry to you the first time I mentioned him with you when he was coming up? I, I, I can't. Okay, so this is the way I described him. I said, imagine if he had Mark Price's stroke. You coupled him with you, you, you coupled him with Reggie Miller's ability to work off the ball and then sprinkled in a bit of Zeke. Yeah. That was my description of him. Describing Daniel when I was like, who's this guy coming up? And that would have been probably about 2013, you mm-hmm. know, when it was starting, you know, 
you know, this was starting to bubble along and think, oh, this is something we need to watch. Um, that wasn't, you don't compare someone to Isaiah Thomas of the Detroit Pistons. True. Um, without that, that is happy go lucky in. Recognizing, you know, the, the absolute mm. highest level of the competitive gene in a basketball. But he plays the game with That's Magic Johnson's that, smile when, on his face. Yeah. When you yeah. compare, Magic Johnson yeah. had that competitiveness too. But of course he did. You know, when you when you say some, when you compare someone's competitiveness to Isaiah Thomas's competitiveness, um, you're basically saying it is at the highest level. Mm-hmm. But think, but again, you know, think about it. Like there are these iconic things that have come from the players themselves. You know, yeah. Someone remind me. I'm being Socratic, of course, but someone remind me. Where did this term that's often repeated that Shaq is the most dominant big man ever come from? Who said it? Who said Shaq? it first? Yeah. <laughs> Where did Kobe's most famous nickname come from? What? All of them. Who coined that? <laughs> Kobe Bean Bryant. Right. Um, which did, act did, did, did Curry? Did Steph call himself Chef Curry? <laughs> which active player? Um, made news not all that long ago for commenting on the moment in their career when they realized they were the greatest basketball player of all time. That was Kyrie Irving, wasn't it? No. LeBron James. LeBron oh, James. yeah, that's the one. I yeah. kept thinking, is that something Russell Westbrook said at some stage? <laughs> <laughs> now, think about, think about the self-referential statements you can remember that Steph has made. Think about the comments you uh, can remember that he's made about his rivals, his biggest threats, um, people he kind of, you know, hates and burns to kind of play against, to beat, to conquer. There's not one. Nope. Not one outside the court. You can can tell when you watch game vision of him. It's just like, obviously, a few weeks ago... um, he was playing against the Suns and something happened. And he was drawing at Chris yeah. Paul's. It's like it's not 2014 anymore, Chris. Yeah. So he's got that, but once you know, once he gets off the court, he's yeah. he he's all class. I, I, look, I, it's human nature. We're never ever going to stop gravitating to the Magic's and the Steps. Those guys who are gregarious well, off the court and aren't self-promoting. Yeah. We just need to move away from this idea that. Someone like LeBron, who's back, who's walked the talk for twenty years. Yeah, we're just like, no, no, no. We're not going to dislike you because you self-promote. No, and we're you never going to see a player of that caliber. When like, someone like Carl Anthony Towns describes himself as the greatest shooting big man in history, <laughs> then you're going to receive. You know, he is exactly the same height as Larry Bird. Come on, man. <laughs> Hasn't Daniel copped enough tonight? Come on, buddy. <laughs> He's the one who brought up that, that nugget in a yeah, previous true. podcast. Yeah. We're just quoting yeah. him back to him. Um, but you're right. So, Daniel, but Daniel hits the off. nail on the head. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we can we should be able to revere Steph and give him his proper proper due. And I think, in my estimation at the moment, it is the only guards in the history of the game who are better than Steph Curry were Mike, Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny that that you're saying it's a self fulfilling prophecy, effectively, right? Like yeah. Steph's game does the talking. Yeah, it's already happened. Like, and this and this is what I keep seeing. I don't see LeBron jerseys on kids. And this is when I was more amongst it. 
but your child is one of them, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. My eldest is every second child has a Steph Curry jersey. Okay, my my second son has a Celtics Kyrie jersey he wears all the time. (laughs) So, yeah, there's always one in the group. That's right. Well, I got have you you convinced him the world's not flat, by the way? I haven't convinced him it's round. Trying to get him to stop. I'm just, I mean, I hope our education system is getting that. He's still trying to stop him from saying the anti Semitic stuff. Come on, Daniel. But this, but this is this is the thing. I think Steph, Steph Curry, like you say, all these junior kids, like take the court at grassroots level and grab the ball and try and shoot threes. That's not LeBron. I know it's funny because just walking down Swanston Street during the week, I can remember the last kid I saw wearing a jersey was wearing a LeBron Lakers jersey, but his brother. Um, who is with because school holidays was wearing a Bucks Antetokounmpo jersey. Who's also yeah. going to be one of these one team guys who's yeah. not self promoting. You know, Giannis is coming and say, "Oh, you know, Mobley could be the next me." You know, he's talking about other players. Yeah. He said he's better than he I think, was at his uh, age. the same age. Yes, yeah, so. Luca came out and said he he's uh, he's happy in Dallas. Funnily enough, anyway, we get yeah, uh, I I think that might be because his mother doesn't live in Dallas. But anyway. <laughs> um, Luca's got Luca's got to be. We can talk about. Da- I don't want to talk about Dallas now. We talk about Dallas in the offseason when we when when after Kyrie signs with um, Shanghai. Um, <laughs> I think we got pretty much to that. We certainly got past like the hour forty mark with that unplanned but very. I'm so good at segways. Dis- interesting discussion about LeBron and and we've talked about LeBron plenty and and Steph, but. Um, this is, for this me, is, this is, for me, what I do best on my own podcast is I segue. Steph, somewhere eight to twelve all-time, yeah, players, and LeBron's three. So, I I think I like behind to think, Jordan and Kobe. I like behind to think of Michael Steph Jordan as, and Bill Russell. I like to think of Steph or as the dollar man <laughs> because he's you can't tell by looking at him, you can't tell by listening to him, but he's super competitive and he's an athletic freak but he's a he's a he's a secret athletic freak because he's he runs farther than anyone else he's got an amazingly strong lower body he's gotten really strong and he had to this last off season right he's bulked up significantly um and one of the reasons i think aside from the personality that people have steph jerseys is because everyone doesn't realize this and thinks that if they try hard enough, they could be him. We could all be yeah, Steph. Right? That it's, he's an everyman. It's accessible, yeah. despite the fact that Steph is a. Um, but he's a, he's, a, he's a covert athletic freak. Yeah, but he's also yeah. the son of I think one of the great he, NBA shooters of the eighties and nineties. One of the great hard guns. Um, yeah. You know, it's. And I, don't, I I think the word humble. He's a very humble man. At yeah. face value, he's not. He's not trying to write his own narrative. Um, he puts the team. He's a team first guy, and I, and I think his humility has actually and, created the the persona that is Steph Curry. And I think so. without Steph, there would have been actually a danger that there might we might have had the last one team superstar. But I actually think Steph's. Yep. I think Giannis is going to be a one team superstar. I don't think Devin Booker is going anywhere. There's probably two or yep. three other guys. You know, Dame Lillard in Portland. Um, oh, Dame's gone. Dame Dame will be gone soon. I reckon. You reckon? Um, he's fed up. I think we we would have hoped that it would have been Jar in Memphis before the events of this season, but you know it's not too late. 
Um, Story still to be told on that, so we'll see. Yeah, so the, there's... And then you've got maybe a guy like Tatum in Boston. Um, we might see um, a re-emergence of these one-team guys. Having said that, I'm writing my my uh, my five my four-team guy all the way to the NBA Finals because it is a pleasure watching Kevin Durant shoot a basketball for your team. I can recommend it. No arguments from me. I will enjoy watching him shoot a basketball for your team because my team's not going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> closet <laughs> warriors. going to be like Magic Johnson. That like, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> um, love that meme. Um, just quickly, everybody that that does have league pass, by the way, I don't know if you guys do, but anyone that does, they've got all of the NBA finals from like the nineties. I've been enjoying some. It's great, uh, I can finally watch the last minute. Of game six of the 98 fault. You know what happened to me? A telemarketer rang. <laughs> I picked up the phone. I couldn't get off the phone for 30 seconds. And I get back and MJ's like that. He's holding his hand up. And Bill oh, and like, Byron Russell's on the floor like, ah. I'm just like, ah. I was so sad. I'm like, it's only the 90s. We started winning championships in like 2000. Like the 90s was the bracket. We didn't win anything. <laughs> So, um, and then and then it was like, oh, I can watch 2000 to 2009, and then I can watch 2010 to 2009. This is great. How many times have you watched the 2004 finals? What, what, <laughs> what's the rating of this podcast? What, what swear words can I use? None of them. Um, oh, thank you very much. I meant to replace thank with something else. You've got a, your podcast is still going up every Sunday night, Adam. It's still going up every Sunday night. We're actually trialing for the next month going up twice a week. Why so we are going to hit the, the century very, very soon this year. Uh, yeah, you can't comp this. Anyone that wants to listen to me and my friend Russell talk about NBA cards predominantly, and I will segue left, right, no matter what we're talking about, I will spiral out of control about some random thought. Yeah, the You Can't Comp This NBA Trading Card Podcast. Excellent. It's available wherever you find your good podcasts and also where you find some really bad ones as well. But you can't comp. This is an excellent podcast. So I recommend that you give it a listen. Daniel, do you have any other podcasts you, you, you cheat on me with? Uh, no, 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 no response well, equals no. acceptance. <laughs> there we go. Well, we'll get back together once we know who's in the NBA finals and we'll give it a full proper preview and then we'll probably Adam will mention something about the 1978-79 NBA season and we'll talk about that for half an hour exactly Um, exactly so looking forward to the what is it going to be the Kings Cavs in the NBA finals because we'll all be Kings Cavs did I hold you to that one Um, Adam Dan it's always a pleasure pleasure as always and we will catch you right here on the podcast next time. It should go without saying. See you then. See you guys. See ya.